Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about hustle bragging and how it will ruin you. And joining us for that conversation is Sean Collins, the co-founder of Affiliate Summit. Sean, welcome to Press This. Thank you. It's great to be here. Good to have you. I think this is a really interesting topic. I know in a lot on Press This, we talk about strategies and techniques. Um, But today, we're going to shift things up a little bit. Sean's going to share his journey, realizing that professional ambition uh, isn't a path to personal happiness, but rather needs to coexist and how focusing on your personal well-being can actually make you more productive professionally. I'd like to hear how that trick's done, Sean. Um, but to kick things off, uh, kind of curious, I've never actually asked you this question, I've known you for many years here, um, but what is your WordPress origin story? What was the first time you used WordPress? So um, dating back, I would guess it was maybe 2001, 2002, I jumped onto Blogger, and I had a very primitive affiliate marketing blog up there, and I realized it had a lot of limitations early on. So then I had started hearing about movable type and I installed that on my server. And, um, and that was a, a real struggle to deal with. It was almost like, like this, like you really had to have like some programming background. I knew base, not basic. I knew, um, HTML, but I, um, and I had some cold fusion and stuff, but I, I found it to be a huge pain to try to, to run my blog with movable type. And I was hearing people talk about, how they're using WordPress and how it's so much more intuitive and user-friendly. 
So I guess it probably would have been 2004, 2005 when I, my first switched over to WordPress and never looked back, never even considered any other platforms because it was just so flexible and so easy to use. Nice. You have to, you have to be one of the earliest adopters of WordPress that I've interviewed. Uh, WordPress was created in 2003. So if you're 2004, 2005, you're, you're an OG, if you will. <laughs> at adopting. That's interesting to hear that part of your story, though. Um, now, you mentioned earlier you're a co-founder of Affiliate Summit. Could you briefly tell us what Affiliate Summit is all about? Yeah, absolutely. So back in 2003, I was chatting with my friend, Missy Ward, and we'd been going to this a conference called Affiliate Force, which was basically just on a cruise ship, and it was mostly networking and partying with not really a whole lot of content, and we felt like it could be better. So we um, one night, we were just hanging out in one of the the bars on the cruise ship and we talked about like what if we made our own conference that was just more focused on education and as well as just being a, a more fun interactive conference because we both of us felt like the different corporate events were pretty boring and we wanted to do something different so we um we were ridiculous enough to try to pull that off even though we had zero money and, and zero experience in event planning and we um so we just started it up based on what we thought would be a cool conference and it's um, over the years, starting in 2003, it's been growing steadily from 200 people back then to these days we have over 10,000 people a year go to one of the four conferences in Vegas, New York City, Amsterdam, or Singapore. And, um, and so it's, it's become the biggest one in the world. And we, um, at this point that we sold it in 2017, so we're, we're finishing up our obligation this coming July. All right. Well, I've enjoyed myself, of course, going to Affiliate Summit, a great community there, even a very strong sub-community of WordPress folks as well. Um, so definitely have enjoyed going there. So thanks for sharing that a little bit with our listeners. So now let's kind of shift into the topic at hand, this notion of hustle bragging, or you know, maybe in my, my words, um, kind of bragging about the fact that you're working a lot making these professional sac personal sacrifices uh, in favor of your profession or your ambitions. Um, but what does it mean to you? What does hustle bragging mean to you? So I guess um, the name of it's relatively new to me, but I affiliate summits where I really first started fell in, falling into it. I, um, for the first 18 months or so of affiliate summit, we didn't have a profit at all. So, so the two of us were working full-time jobs and doing a lot of consulting and different things to make ends meet. Plus affiliate summit was just a full-time job for us. So, um, so we were doing, we were working multiple jobs and it wasn't even until about five years into affiliate summit that it became a, our full-time gig. But so I, I guess like hustle bragging to me is just when people use their social media to show off how hard they're working. And I guess just to get these, these mystical internet points from people who think it's great to have this all work and no play lifestyle and it somehow that leads inevitably to success. And, um, and the, I think the shame of it is a lot of people go down that path and it certainly doesn't. It's, um, you may get success slowly or probably never. Yeah, I like how you put it uh, to me or in that article you wrote kind of covering this that spurred me to ask you to come on the show here, but it's not interesting nor something to aspire to. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people uh, center themselves in this identity around, you know, all work and no play and that that's a good thing. And, um, you know, I think for a lot of folks, and I think that rings true is that it's, you know, it actually isn't a good thing that that's what your identity is. So I want to kind of cover your, your, your backstory a little bit, because obviously it plays into how you think about these things. 
um, you came of age uh, in a professional sense in, in the tech boom of the 90s. And I remember that period quite well. And a lot of our listeners do. Uh, but what would a typical day look for you uh, look like for you back then? Like what would what would be like uh, how would how would your day typically go down? Like what was your kind of involvement and in, you know hustle bragging if you would or just consuming yourself with work at that time? So early on in the '90s, after AOL was happening and all of that, I had, I had a couple different jobs at a different magazine publishers. Miller Freeman, who did a lot of more technical computer magazines like Dr. Dobbs Sourcebook. And then later, Ziff Davis, which was more of the consumer titles like a Computer Shopper, where people used to all buy their memory and everything. And, and they even had one called Yahoo Internet Life back before they were destroyed by Google. But, they, um, but so I, had, I worked in those companies early on and, um, and basically didn't make my first startup job until 97. But the funny thing with, with those two computer companies I worked at, neither one gave us internet because I guess it was still, they just figured it was a waste back then. And so, um, so it wasn't until 97 when I worked at this company, MedSite, and they, they, they basically wanted to emulate Amazon, but for medical books. And so um, that was a typical Silicon Alley company at the time where they had the, a big open concept office in an old loft in New York City, and they, they demanded long hours. And they even had a, they moved on at one point to having a day shift and a night shift. So we had to share our desks with somebody else and, and just hustle out of there so that next person come in there and take over. And, um, and that led to some sort of funny stuff there because the the person who had my computer on the night shift seemed to enjoy looking at a lot of adult sites. So um, whenever I'd start typing sites into my browser, I would auto-fill to these different um, things that they seemed to enjoy at nighttime. And so I'd have to have a lot of non not safe for work things that would pop up that I have to close really quick. But um, That doesn't sound like a very fun work environment. Yeah, but it, it sounds like... It sounds like the company you were working for at the time almost contributed in a sense to this notion that you should be, you know, kind of spending all of your time focused on your professional ambitions or the ambitions of the company. Would you say that was true that, you know, maybe for that company or even others that the company itself ends up contributing to this mindset? Yeah. And I, I think um, it definitely did. It was almost like a, a cult-like atmosphere where like at one point they had a, this big deadline, they brought in a bunch of air mattresses and they told us that we should sleep there because we have to get back at it in the middle of the night. And uh, I just said no to that. There were a lot of kids that were straight out of school that were into that, but I was late 20s and I wasn't about to sleep on a floor in some cockroach loft. And um, But at the time I was, I was a new first time homeowner and I was newly married and so I wasn't gonna go down for that. But they, um, the money at the time when we were making wasn't cutting it. So, so I was looking for a bunch of other income in addition to that job where they would expect me for 12 hours or so a day. I was doing my first affiliate sites and running some pay-per-click campaigns and a site for a ticket scalper that I used to work for. And I also had a weekend job where I was working for doing the, the online sports section of the Newark Star Ledger, the big New, New Jersey newspaper. Well, so, uh, you know, Sean, it feels like this this overworking back then was, was a little <laughs> bit self-inflicted there. But um, I think also thinking about it from, say, the leadership perspective as a manager or business owner, you know, are you contributing to this mindset? Are you, you know, setting requirements or expectations? It sounds like you had a bit of a backbone there to stand up to some of the more extreme parts of that, but that it's not just the individual's decision to focus on personal well-being, but it's also you as a manager and you as a leader setting that expectation and, and living by that example that also can contribute to their own personal well-being. 
Um, I, I didn't uh, know that, I guess, about your background and, and some of the influences that might have had on you. Uh, but I want to kind of dig in a little deeper, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. LPO, landing page optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm in the middle of interviewing Sean Collins, the co-founder of Affiliate Summit, about how hustle bragging will ruin you. Sean, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about what a typical day would look like for you when you kind of, quote, come of age professionally in the 90s tech boom. And it sounded like you had a lot on your plate. It also sounded like, you know, where you work didn't help with that. But I want to kind of talk about like the impact that had on you in your personal life. So like in this, in these moments of kind of being addicted to the hustle, um, how did that affect your personal life or how did it affect you as an individual? So at the time I didn't really notice it, but, uh, and part of it was that my, my wife back then, she was going to night school for a master's and I just was looking for something to do. So in addition to working, I just started teaching myself HTML and goofing around and I'm um, just filling the time when I wasn't working with just pretty much 
extra work trying to figure out how to make some money. And then we had our first baby and that was the end of a dual income. So I had that pressure of having to support three people instead of, and she was making more than me before she had the baby. So all of a sudden I had to really step up. And, um, and during that time, it made it easy to fall into, it was sort of seductive to do the, the hustle bragging stuff because she was with the baby 24 seven and I was the worker who, even when I was home, I felt compelled to work to try to support everybody. And I really had nothing better to do. So like a, back then, I would, it would be three hours round trip commuting to New York City from New Jersey. And I would leave the house before 7 a.m. and get back after 8 p.m. And they'd eaten by then. So I just make my own food and get back to working until about 2 a.m. or so. And, um, and it wasn't until probably a, a decade or so later when it really dawned on me with the kids growing up, they no longer needed the full-time attention after the last one was going to first grade. And so uh, I just realized that I wasn't really spending time with my ex-wife then. I didn't really have any friends going on. It was just it was just me working, and that was my total fulfillment, my identity, my whole life. That's a really good point. You know, I think a lot of people get sucked into this trap of you know um, hustling too hard, uh, out of kind of almost because of their personal obligations or their family, and use that to justify uh, that behavior and not think about the impact that might have on those you care about. Um, and, and that's really interesting to think about that as not just a negative outcome of hustling too hard, but rather, you know, are you, are you anchoring yourself too much in this notion that you need to be the champion for your family and just, you know, burn the candle at both ends. So I'm just kind of curious though, while you're doing this, um, uh, did you feel fulfilled? Build while you were hustling that hard? Um, in, in other words, at, at the time, did it make sense that that was the right thing to do? Or did you did you have a sense that maybe this wasn't where you should be spending your energy? Well, I, I didn't feel fulfilled at all, but I, I took pride in the fact that people on the outside were impressed and they would marvel about how productive I was. And and it, at the time, Affiliate Summit was on this great upward trajectory. And, and so people were just giving me high fives in person or on um, online about just kicking ass and doing all this great stuff. And at the same time I was providing well for my family. So, so I had like the outside reinforcement was very positive to me and it, it made me feel good about it. But on the inside, I was pretty hollow at the time. I didn't really have any kind of lifestyle. I, I, I guess I had a work style. I, I wasn't really satisfied. I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. So it's almost like your identity is wrapped around you working so hard and because your time's limited in your personal life, your identity doesn't, isn't necessarily inclusive of that. It's also interesting to think about how your friends played a role in this. And I think as I think about, you know, folks I might engage with on social, you know, you have those people that post all the crazy work hours they're working. And if they're being successful, they get accolades. I, I saw a meme recently and it said, if your friends don't talk about money, get new friends. I think it might also be true to say if your friends don't talk about personal fulfillment or your family, then it might also be time to get some new friends. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. And um, I think, I, I guess like there's that thing from psychologists or whatever, like you're the sum of the six people that you hang around with the most or whatever. And so I think it is great to have that open discussion. And uh, and the one thing there was that I, with my partner and all of that, Missy Ward, she was always a, a great friend to be able to bounce things off of because we had the same kind of conflicts. Like we're, we're, 
we really felt compelled to sacrifice our lifestyles and our families to build this company. So at least I had sort of a, like a brother or a sister in arms there to, to talk about these things, talk about money and stuff. It's really interesting. So you mentioned that, you know, 10 years into kind of working yourself crazy almost, um, that you realize that this might not be the way you should operate your life. Uh, what, what was that moment for you? What made you realize that um, you weren't focused in the right areas? Well, I think um, over time, I wasn't really telling anybody about it, but I, I was just feeling really overwhelmed and just in my head was just spinning around. Like, I don't know if it was that I was heading towards a nervous breakdown or something, but I'd have like these sort of, I'd feel like I had these breakdowns once in a while where I just, it was just too much. I had a hard time managing it and balancing everything, and I wasn't telling anybody. And I, um, I just felt like a, some kind of different environment might help. And then it was all kinds of wonderful timing. I just happened to to go to South by Southwest in 2009. It was the first time I'd visited Austin, and I knew I wanted to get away from the Northeast, but I didn't know where. And it just really felt right to me then. So um, just a a year later, I moved my whole family to to Austin just for the milder weather, the nicer people and everything. And I, and pretty much right away, I felt like this, this big, like black cloud lifted over me. I realized that, that I probably was experiencing like seasonal affective disorder in the Northeast where it's just sort of lousy for half the year. And it, it was amazing to me to be able to have sun and be able to be outside and breathe clean air in December and January. And then all of a sudden I just really started shifting and, and finding more of a balance from that where where I started seeing people and going to meetups and things and, and different work events and just getting out in the middle of the day for a long lunch or, or a hike or riding on a boat. And I, I realized that I could actually probably work a little bit less and, and experience life a little more. So you kind of got out of your element, which I think is you know, a great way to escape the traps of our normal life. And for you, it ended up resulting in actually moving uh, and certainly Austin has a great uh, effect at convincing folks to lay back a little bit. Um, but what did you change other than that when you realized that you needed to shift your priorities? Like how did, how did when you operated your business, when you're doing your professional work, what did you change um, about that to, you know, honor more of your perf- personal well-being? Well, I guess it, um, it changed a little bit over time. So pretty much right after I had moved to Austin, I had, before that, I would work all day, and I'd take a break for a couple hours and spend some time with the family and have dinner, and then I'd go back to my computer until well into the night. And the first thing I did when I got to Austin was to just cut out that second shift that I was doing. And I just um, figured, like, let me just spend more time with the family and um, do some things at night, like work-related things, and, and then just get more sleep, because I just wasn't sleeping much, like three, four hours, and I was just living on caffeine. And um, and over that first year, I had... I just started reaching out to locals and asking them out to lunch. And it was, um, it was really out of my comfort zone because it was sort of awkward. I, I literally wasn't used to socializing with people and just creating new relationships. I would, I'm pretty introverted. I would fake it at Affiliate Summit and, and mostly during that whole time and just drinking the whole time. So it made it a little bit easier. But I, all of a sudden, I was just inviting strangers out to meet up with to go on a hike or a lunch or a coffee. And um, so at the time, I was 40 and, and really trying hard to make friends for the first time since my 20s and actually breathing more and enjoying myself. 
So that's some really interesting feedback. I like the notion of like, quote, cutting out that second shift. I know personally, I've moved a lot of my, quote, extra time to early in the morning to preserve more of my evening time for my family. And that's one way I've personally dealt with that. Um, but it's also interesting to hear about you kind of that, that, that the role of being introverted in this and kind of escaping into your work um, as another driver towards uh, focusing too much on professional ambition. Um, I also liked hearing about how you kind of broke through that by kind of forcing yourself into these social situations that one gave you a new perspective, um, but also gave you the opportunity to kind of enjoy life a little bit. I'm guessing get a taste for, hey, look, if I don't work, that's okay too, and I can get enjoyment out of that, which I think is awesome. Um, I wanna dig a little bit deeper again, um, but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Sean Collins of Affiliate Summit about how hustle bragging will ruin you. Sean, right before the break, you were talking about how you know part of the things you change when you realized you needed to shift your priorities, would you kind of cut out some of your like extra hours, work time, your second shift, as you put it, um, how you started to do more things during the day for longer periods of time and with new people to kind of overcome this natural tendency for you to be an introvert. Um, but what were the results when you did all this? Like when you, when you started focusing more on your personal life, did your professional life, like take a hit? Did you have less success you felt because you took that time away from focusing on your business? 
Yeah, I was actually stunned because I, I figured like I was accepting that I would be working less and so probably making less. But I, um, all of a sudden I realized that my productivity actually didn't decrease even though my time at the computer was slashed down and Affiliate Summit, my various affiliate sites continued to grow while I was having that balanced life and having fun. And so it, and it, I had a really big reckoning there. Like, why was I wasting all that time like thinking I was working and just giving people the, other, the impression that I was working when it was really just for validation for other people. And, and I, I finally was having some balance and having a, a blast tonight. And finally I had this lifestyle business that I was always bragging to people that was possible with affiliate marketing, even though I wasn't practicing it. And finally I was, and I was like, Oh my God, I, I can have the same output with, with so much less time. And, and I, my mind was just so much healthier because I wasn't working all the time. So as you think about that, personal success and your professional success, do you now like add those together to determine whether or not you're being successful or do you still primarily use, you know, measures of professional success like the growth of your business or sales or anything like that? Do you, do you think about those two in concert now? Yeah. And I used to just like live and die, I guess, emotionally with the success and, and any failures with the business. And now I just have a lot more realistic look at it. And I, and I really focus more on just personal well-being and just getting some exercise and, and seeing people and doing things. And just uh, once in a while, if I just hit my deadlines and I, I want to, I'll just go and see a movie in the afternoon and I don't feel guilty about it. I used to be racked with guilt if I even left the office for an hour to go meet somebody for lunch. Now I, I force myself, I'll take a nap once in a while if I'm totally beat. A business nap. Yeah. It's, yes, I like I it. it. I like it. Yeah, and realistically, when I was so sleep deprived, that's part of the reason I wasn't really doing much in, in way of production at, at this second shift. And uh, now that I get a good night's sleep, and once in a while, if I don't, and I can take a nap, I realize I'm it's going to revitalize me. That's I love that. I'm going to take a business nap this afternoon. So um, thinking about it, then I know you're kind of in the home stretch of your your role at Affiliate Summit as part of the you know wind down period for for you there. Um, and I don't know how much interactions you may have with direct reports and things like that, but just really quickly, um, if you notice someone else that's working too hard, do you say something now? I never have to, um, I've never had said that to anybody, but I think um, if they were close to me, I would. I don't think if it was somebody who's like a direct reporter or a colleague, I don't, I don't know if I would feel comfortable because I know there are so many elements of politics and people like aren't always upfront with what they're trying to do with their motives in a company. So I don't know if people would think that I was trying to somehow like disrupt their career if I was telling them to work less. <laughs> I like how sensitive you are, Sean. It's, it's very, <laughs> I am very uh, sensitive. Very astute. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but I, I think uh, for somebody close to me, a, my brother or a friend I would talk to if I thought that it was disrupting their life. All right. Awesome. I'll, uh, I'll watch for that, Sean. If I'm, if I'm working too hard, you let me know. <laughs> All right. um, well, if you'd like to learn more about what Sean is up to, you can check out his blog, affiliatetip.com. It's uh, great. Love it, Sean. It's actually where I picked up the article you wrote about this topic. Really astute observations there. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. You can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. 
Uh, again, this is David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.